to Jesus Reveal podcast series. I'm your host, Zinclem Mube. We are in day seven of our journey chronicling, I guess, Jesus's life, his ministry, his, his work on earth, and how that is still reverberating to us as believers in this present time. Now, before I, I, we, we go into what we're going to talk about, I'd like to encourage everyone to just subscribe on our, on our podcast. You can find us on Spotify as well as the Apple podcast. And even if for viewing pleasure, you can just listen to us in the background or just watch us then on our YouTube uh, channel. That is Solemn Word of Truth, Brackpan. Now, today we're looking at the rejection of Jesus in his hometown of Nazareth. And for that, I'm joined by Nana Van Pastor Marcus. Pastor Marcus, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no, so good to have you. Now, Pastor Marcus, the last time we were here, we were talking about Jesus now being tempted and how he was victorious over the temptation through the 40 days and 40 nights of the fasting. And our opening scene here is... Jesus is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I mean, he's amped up to, to do this work. He goes out to the synagogues. Uh, at, per the passage, he, it's what he usually does. He teaches. And then he opens up the scroll. Now, maybe let's just start there around just that process of what happens at the synagogue or what used to happen at the synagogue. And Jesus then doing what, I guess, as Jewish tradition would have you in when it's time for reading of the scrolls at the at the synagogue. If you recall, yes, the synagogue. Nazareth. Yeah. It was stated, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have Nazareth been the hometown of Jesus. This is where he was raised, where he was graced. This is where his mother and father took him to church, to synagogue. Jesus had a specific function within that ministry. Mm. He was a reader of the Torah, of the prophets, and that's what he did. And and, and he, he being part of that community, people knew him, people could identify with him. So when he stepped into the synagogue, it was his turn to read. And what is it that he read? Isaiah 61, which you and I are discussing today, Luke 4.18, within the New Testament. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. And that is what Jesus quoted when... He spoke to the Mm, synagogue. mm, mm, mm. His function, he read. But he was telling them something else. Let me reveal who I am to you now. Number one, I have been anointed. Mm. I have been appointed. To do what? To preach the good news. To give sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf. To proclaim at liberty the gospel. Amen. Amen. The gospel. And to set the captives free. But the most important part that catches me is was that when he had finished read, what did he do? 
was supposed to hand the scroll back to the minister. And they were supposed to continue with half a Kaddish uh, recital. They did not do the, the recital of that half Kaddish because Jesus had closed the book, the had closed the scroll, yeah, yeah. and then he sat down. Simply, where did he sit that the eyes were focused on him? Where did he sit? You and I know through research and through studies that in almost every synagogue in those days, there was conversation about the coming of the Messiah. Yeah. So when Jesus closed the scroll and handed it back to the minister, everybody watched him. And he went and he sat on the vacant chair. The chair that belonged to the Messiah. Pastor Marcus, I know you want to go on there. I know you do. But I, I think that there's a step that we miss because I, I think you did touch on the traditions of the synagogue, especially on the reading. And I'd like you then to just unpack that for us in, in terms of who was supposed to read and, and just that entire process of, of the reading of the scroll during during synagogue so that before so that it, it can lay for for the listener and the and the viewer the the next steps that Jesus does, just to show how much and how significant that, that process was. There is a seven-step process. Yeah. There are seven people that normally read within the synagogue mm. on any Sabbath. There's the priest, the Levite, yeah. and then there are five ordinary Israelite men that are selected to read from the Torah together with the recitations that they need to do. Now, if we understand that Jesus was both priest and Levi, Mm. and again, an ordinary man. So that was the order of the Sabbath. That's the order of the service. Wow, thank, thanks for that, Pastor Marcus. Now, I'm going to leave you then to, to then just lay out then, just then, I guess now, based on what you've said, we now understand the significance of Jesus then, having read the scroll, he just rolls it up, sits at that vacant seat, and then tells everyone then that scripture has been fulfilled. And this is what he says. He says, in your ear this day yeah. is the scripture Revealed, Meaning Jesus was saying to them, I am the Messiah Mm. that you were waiting for. And that is why he shut the scroll. That they need no no longer a continuation Mm. of the custom of the laws per se. And that's what he did. So according to custom, who reads? The priest and the Levi. Yeah. And then five ordinary individuals. So Jesus himself, he, he understood that if I close the scroll, I've said my piece. 
But Jesus also discerned that they would have said, you see, there's a proverb that comes up after that. And this yeah. is the proverb yeah. that, 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 you know, the healer will heal mm. themselves. Mm. And he spoke, about, he spoke about lepers. He spoke about, about uh, 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 a woman, uh, widowers. And yeah, then he, yeah, says, yeah. he says, yes, you guys think that I am Isaiah. No, I am not Isaiah. Mm. If I was Isaiah, Isaiah was only sent to one leper, yep. Naaman. Isaiah was only sent to one widow, the widow at, at Zarephath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But yeah, I'm coming now and I'm telling you that he's anointed me to preach this gospel, the good news, to you. And when they heard this Zintle, distaste was on their tongue. Distaste was in yeah. their eardrums. Distaste was in their eyes. So already three senses of their faculties already showed distaste. What yeah, you yeah, see, yeah. what you hear, and what you're going to speak. And what did they do? Jesus said, I know this. A prophet in his own hometown is not recognized. But then, Pastor Marcus, then, I just want to understand then those two passages around the prophet not being accepted in, in his hometown and why he said that. And possibly then, why with what he said was it so difficult for, him, for those that were listening and that those that were seeing him and, and, and why was it such a full assault on their, on their senses? Because, remember, who was Jesus? Who was his parents? Yeah. His parent was a carpenter. Joseph was a carpenter. Isn't they said, this guy speaks the way he speaks? Is he not the carpenter's son? Mm, mm. Is he not the son of Mary? Does he not have brothers? And is his sisters not with us? So they were, were, were trying to, to imply that he was a yes. simple, ordinary man. Yes. But here he's yes. claiming, and he takes a seat, and then confesses mm. that the scriptures fulfilled yeah. at the Messiah's chair. Wow. Then, then, just from what I look at it then, is Jesus and him being born from ordinary means means that then the people in the town were expecting someone from naturally royal or high status and, and, and things like that, which goes back then to when we were with Pastor Adrian and the calling of the first set of disciples and then being men of ordinary means. If we understand the context, the Jewish people were trusting for a religious, not a religious leader. Yeah. They were trusting for a politician. Uh, Why? Because the Roman Empire was in charge. Mm. Rome was the leader. They thought that the Messiah that would have come would overthrow Roman law. Yeah. Hence, they were waiting for that prestigious, that upper-class individual to come and help them overthrow Roman law and institute 
religious law. But Jesus was not that type of a guy. He came to institute the law of God. Indeed. The principles of God. Amen. Amen, Pastor Marcus. Let's then just wrap it up and, and I'll just allow you then the key things that you want us as either the listeners or, or just the viewers in, in this day seven of our, of, our, of our podcast series, what you want us to, to walk away from just based on your learnings from this. That Jesus is revealed. Yeah. Just by him standing and reading the scroll, then sitting in a seat, supposedly he was not to have seat, to be seated on. When you stand, you read. When you sit, you converse, you teach, you educate. And that's what he did when he sat on that chair. So what I'd like the viewers to take away from this, again, that Jesus being revealed. Jesus is revealing his true identity in the sense that he is the Messiah, he is the God, and he is the creator of the universe. Mm, mm, mm. Because that's what they were expecting up till this very day. They still await for the coming of the Messiah. And again, Jesus had already revealed himself by reading Isaiah 61 and seating on the seat of the Messiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor Marcus, that was really good. And amen. Thank you so much for for your time and God bless you. Now to everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and and being part of day seven of the Jesus Revealed podcast series. My name again is is Zintlem Mube. So if you have not subscribed to us, I would encourage you go to our podcast. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. You can even catch us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. That is the Solemn Word of Truth, Brackpun. God bless you and see you once again. Mm -hmm.